I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric at home of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. Les Carpenter is my guest today. Les does great work covering the team for the Washington Post. Les, how are you? I'm, I'm doing good. How are you? Good. <laughs> uh, before we got dropped, I was asking you, how, how do they t- determine the order that you guys ask the questions on the Zoom conference? Yeah, so in, uh, in the Zooms, if you've ever been in Zooms, they have that little chat function. And so the team uh, basically has determined the PR staff. Uh, kind of comes up with a list of the writers and uh, TV people who would be asking the regular questions. And then they just kind of put a list together. And each day they move the name that's on the top of the list down a spot, and the person at the bottom up to the top. So it just kind of rotates through that way every day. Uh, the uh, After games, uh, it's usually just a little more open, like a regular press conference. Anyone could just ask questions. So I'm curious, how many questions do you end up uh, jotting down before one of these, assuming that your question may get asked before it gets to your time. <laughs> it's a ask. very interesting question because that's exactly what happens. Uh, and I usually try to jot down, and it depends. I mean, there's some days, there's about five or six things I wonder about. Some days there's only two. You know, there's the rare day where I'm certain that the one question I'm going to ask or two questions I'm going to ask, no one else is going to come up with. So it it, it depends. But, yeah, it's I try to have at least a a few. So the last thing you want is to ask a question and or be called on to answer, answer, ask a question and not have one. Uh, and, And I've seen it happen. It's kind of funny when it does. So I try to always be prepared. Do you think that the that the teams will want to stick to this format even when COVID COVID's over? Do you think they like this teleconferencing system better? Yeah, I wonder about that. There are some things I think they like. Uh, I don't think it will fully go away. Uh, but I do think there's an element of in-person interaction that everybody prefers. Uh, you know, certainly we do in the media. You prefer just to be in a room with somebody. Uh, you know, obviously we would like to have the locker room access back. I know the average person probably doesn't understand that, why we would. But it's, it's just that's your best chance to get to talk to people in, in a situation where everyone's kind of, you know, able to sort of converse with you in a more relaxed sort of way. Uh, I would hope that stays. I would hope, too, that all in-person interaction will remain in some level or other when we get back to normal, uh, if we get back to normal. Uh, but I also suspect that, yeah, this will replace the old conference call, which we used to have every once in a while. Maybe there will be a once-a-week thing where they just do a Zoom instead of a in-person press conference at a facility or something. So it will probably be some form of hybrid with more in-person than Zoom. But I do think the Zoom will stick around a little bit. Has the organization given any update on the internal investigations with Beth Wilkinson? It's been very quiet. Uh, as far as I know, that's proceeding. The last I heard, it was uh, it was moving along. Uh, I've been given no uh, timetable. I, don't, I haven't heard one from anyone. No one has even hinted at, hey, it'll be in a couple of weeks. It'll be the end of the season. You know, it's... It's uh, the best I can sense is it's ongoing. Uh, It's been surprising since Ron's gotten here that the organization is 
seem to take a more progressive stance on things around the league, kind of leading the way in some of those. Is that a Rod Rivera thing? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question because I think it's a lot of things. Yes, in a part way, it is a Ron Rivera thing. Uh, I don't think it was any great secret that the regime that was here before or led by perhaps a little less enthusiastic about that kind of a thing. So, you know, Bruce Allen's not here. So there's that void. Uh, and, and remember too, that Rivera was sort of the whole face of the organization through the first half of the year until they hired Jason Wright as president. Uh, so some of his ideas and, and Ron's been a little more like that. Uh, he went to Cal. I, I do think he has that side to him a little bit. Uh, you know, so I think that, that some of his philosophies and some of his ideas about, culture and politics sort of seep through a little bit. Um, but I think other things happen too. Uh, you, you know, Black Lives Matter happened. The protests happened. Uh, you know, I, George Floyd happened. And so I think there was a natural reaction from the team as with many NFL teams to sort of respond to that. Uh, I also think that then along came the stories about the harassment. And then, you know, there sort of was the hiring of Julie Donaldson right after that and the hiring of Jason Wright right after that. So, some of it was just kind of the culture of the time. Uh, but I do think, yeah, Ron Rivera has had a, a very much an impact on that as well. Do you think Ron will continue being the the head of – I guess i getting to – do you think he'll bring in a GM? Do you think he'll leave Kyle Smith in the role that he's at? Do we have any sense on, on where well, he's Yeah, I haven't heard direction? anything lately. Uh, I know he was very pleased with, with working with Kyle. He wasn't sure. He wanted to kind of give it a tryout to see how it went. I knew he was very happy through the offseason and through the draft process. Um, it'll be interesting. I think they need to really sit down and probably sort through everything. It was such a, a, a rush start and then just such a strange year with COVID and then with all the other stuff that was happening around the organization and the other you know kind of chaos uh, that I don't know that there necessarily was a whole thought of, well, can we do this? Can we not? You know, GMs cost money too. I mean, does Dan Snyder want to spend money on a GM? That would be another issue. I, I don't know if he does or doesn't, uh, but that would be a, a factor as well. I kind of wonder if that's something that will be sort of assessed after the season, kind of see where everything is, how they feel that they did in acquiring players. Uh, there are reasons to think that bringing in someone from the outside would be good. Uh, just because it's another, it's another voice, another, another eye on the organization. There's other thoughts that, well, you know, they, they all work together well, they think this year, and they're, they're kind of happy with where they're going. So I, I imagine that will be part of the deliberation. And I don't know that that, maybe that answer is not clear to them yet. I saw, uh, pictures out of Ashburn with a lot of Washington football team branding going up, uh, Every time they spend more money on the Washington football team signage, does it make you feel like that's where we're headed as far as the Yeah, I've, I've asked myself that question. Uh, no one has answered it. I know they kind of like right now sort of keeping that whole sort of, I don't want to call it a contest, but that let's have the fans all suggest their name kind of thing. Uh, so they enjoy that. Uh, I don't know that I would read everything into the signage going up. Uh, I, I think in some ways that can be a cosmetic thing that looks more expensive than it is. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, they're going to be stuck with it for at least the you know, rest of this year and probably next year too. I find it hard to believe they could go into next season with it. Uh, so it was always kind of felt to me like a two year process. So, you know, two years of the signage may in their mind be worth the investment if that's the way they decide to go. It's interesting when Jason Wright mentioned 2021 the other day, did anybody narrow that down as far as, I mean, is he talking about the 2021 season? Because if, if we're talking about calendar year 2021, then it's possible we have uh, a decision on the name before the next season. Yeah, I, I think he was meaning 2021 the season. Uh, you know, that, that was even mentioned. I, I remember I, I went back and actually looked at my story from the, from the day when, uh, when the name change was announced, uh, just to, to double check. Cause I had been told that day that, look, this is a 12 to 15 month process, uh, just to get a name and a rebranding. I, I always thought it was kind of crazy that they were trying to do this in <laughs> essentially two months when they were, uh, when they initially announced they were retiring the old name. Uh, and, and so I, I, I think it's going to take time. Uh, I think it, it's it's just so much you have to do, and then when you come up with a name, whatever that name is, uh, you have to you have to really make sure it's the right name. You you, you can't come up with a name like I remember there was a lot of talk Ron Rivera had this summer about well we want something to honor Native Americans but also the military. Well, that could walk you into some dangerous territory with people who didn't like the name Redskins, and so. Where does that go? And, and can you pick a name and feel good about it and then put it out there and have, you know, the very same kind of protest come about that name and then have to change it again? So I, I think there's a lot of things they have to walk through, and there's so many of them that I, I just I, I don't see it happening before the start of next season. I think that's the message that Jason Wright was trying to deliver, that, that they probably have to play with this name at least through next season. Has the has anybody found is the organization reached out to the national media convincing them to use Washington instead of constantly referring to them as the football team where you don't think <laughs> that the organization cares? Uh, I don't know that the organization's done anything like that. It, it is kind of funny because every once in a while I'll see that. I think the New York Times uses that. I've seen it in a couple of their stories. The football team or some people have said the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah, it, it, it's awkward and yet. I don't know. I, I've been using Washington all, you know, all season and it's felt fine. Uh, I feel like sometimes some people are kind of forcing that when they do that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard of any evidence that the, that the team has has really done anything in that regard. What is the most recent update on the injury report? It's pretty good. They're actually looking in, in decent shape. Uh, you know, Jaron Christian is able to, to play uh, that I think they would be hopeful again to have him, you know, they've been pleased with his slow progress at left tackle. I think a lot of people kind of thought it was going to be a lost cause, but he has kind of slowly come back. Uh, They may get Steven Sims back this week. Uh, He's been practicing, you know, he's been out there. I think they could take him off injured reserve and that would probably be good if they can get that versatility. And otherwise they're fairly healthy, Uh, uh, you know, beyond the, season ending injuries and the longer term injuries uh they they should be going into this game pretty good and in shape that regard and that's probably what you like to see coming out of a bye week lucas played fairly well last week 
you think if Duran's healthy, that uh, it's a good question. I I don't know. Uh, I kind of suspect they're going to keep playing a little bit on that offensive line. Uh, I think they're going to try and see if they can find answers internally before deciding at the end of the year what they need to do externally. Obviously, a lot of that ties to whatever Brandon Sheriff decides to do in free agency. Uh, But I do think that they, you know, are they going to be – there's a lot of tinkering that probably needs to be done on the left side of the line, and I think that experiment will, will continue really probably through the uh, through the rest of the year, just like they've kind of been experimenting at a few other spots like safety and uh, obviously receiver uh, and a few other places. But I think left tackle will be a little bit of a, of, a, of a test. And don't forget, too, Sadiq Charles, he's one of those guys who's not out there right now. He's still on injured reserve. But he's the guy they drafted – to, with really the hope that he would be the left tackle of the future. They also like what they saw of him at left guard for the couple plays that he had in that last Giants game before he got hurt. And I think they're very, very excited to see what he could be. And so I think if he comes back healthy uh, in the next couple of weeks, they're going to want to work him in there. And ultimately, he may be the, 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 you know, the, all, the solution, at least for a few years, either at left tackle or at left guard. Is it time to give up on Bryce Love? Do we have an update on him? He feels like it's been a long time. It's since funny because the conversation that Love. question just went to Ron Rivera today, and uh, he said no. They're actually very excited. He's coming back well. Uh, they they shut him down after I thought he had a really nice camp, and and I think they thought he did too. And then they kind of shut him down because there was soreness, and they want to make sure they get past all that. Uh, but no, I think they're excited. I, I think they feel like he's looked good. Uh, I do think they expect to see him at some point this year on the field and they, they really want to get a look at what they have. I, cause I think he factors into their long-term plans at, at running back, at least right now, if, if they know that he can, uh, he can hold up. Les, what, what was that, a thigh issue or a knee issue? What is it? That, well, he's had a few things. I remember he had the, uh, the ACL uh, when he was at, uh, at Stanford and that sure. ended his career. And then, you know, he's working back, uh, or his college career, I mean, obviously. But then he was working back uh, last summer. And it, it kind of somewhere, I forgot now where it was. I want to say it was during the, during the fall, maybe. Uh, it kind of got uh, re-injured. Uh, and so I, I, they had to go back and do some more work on it. And so it's just, it's a slow process back from that. Uh, but I do think they feel like he, uh, he will be a part of the team this year. Uh, what does Kyle Allen in your mind need to do this year to show the coaching staff that they don't have to draft a quarterback next year? Where do you think that it's quarterback? Well, round I don't think one it's quarterback went round one or bust. I, I, I don't know. In fact, I, I kind of a little leery on that idea that they would want to go get a guy in the first round because, or anywhere in the draft uh, with the idea that he'd start because then you have to start the process of rebuilding over again. And I don't think they want to do that. I think they want to keep moving forward. Um, Kyle Allen, I, it's interesting. I think, I think it's always going to be with them turnovers. Uh, you know, there were some issues with that last year in Carolina. You know, there's been a couple this year. Uh, that will be the number one worry. They talk about that the most when they talk about him. It's turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. If they feel he can keep his turnovers down, they've kind of been happy with what they've seen the first couple weeks here. Uh, you know, I think they would like to see more. I don't know if that means he is the starter going forward after the season, but the, you know, there have been some promising signs. I think they're most worried about the turnovers. Uh, 
down the road, yeah, they're going to be bringing people in. Whether they decide to continue on with Dwayne Haskins, and, and Rivera's been very adamant in saying that he would like to continue having Haskins around through this year, through the offseason, to see if they're, you know, they can still maybe bring him back as the starter. If not, then I, I would expect that they're going to get somebody who's a veteran, even if they're getting someone as a backup. Uh, there, there will be some kind of veteran NFL starter in here next year, I, I think. And whether, you know, maybe Kyle Allen can just run away with it, but even so, I think they're going to get him somebody else. What does, has the coaching staff said what they saw in Everett? I, I got to admit, I never saw him working out at free safety, but he's been quite good there the last couple of weeks. What did the staff say that they saw that everybody else I don't else know missed? if it's necessarily anything that anyone missed in the past. Uh, you know, he didn't get much of a shot there, but there was always somebody else there that played that position. And he was so good on special teams that I think he just got, got pigeonholed into special teams. Uh, he's also a little bit older, so there's a little more experience. So I think there are things that he sees and understands that maybe he didn't uh, as a younger player that make him a little better there. But I, you know, he always, that's the one thing I remember from times that, you know, I'd be talking to him in a locker room and he never, I talk about the never, never, never liked that special team stock. He always thought of himself as a safety and please stop talking about me as this great special teams player. Cause I think he thought that it was starting to label him. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's finally it was who else were they going to use? Let's put him out there and see what he can do. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I think he's played quite well in the, in the little bit that we've seen of him. Uh, and the other safety, uh, Reeves, they like him. They've pulled him up from the practice squad for this week too. Is that right? Yeah. So that was, uh, you know, sort of the idea of would they go out and sign Eric Reed? You know, they talked to him, but they, they said they wanted to put him on practice squad first to allow him to work his way back. And he didn't want to go on practice squad. He was either you can bring me in and have me play right away or forget it. And I, and I can see both sides of that. Uh, but I think the other fact with Reeves was that he had played fairly well last year and a little bit of time that he was on the field. He's always been someone that the staffs here have liked over time. Uh, He he didn't really necessarily fit in the roster numbers uh, at the start of this season, and he knew they could slip him on the practice squad. Uh, So that's probably why he didn't get the initial shot here. Uh, But I do think Rivera is a big one for he likes to build within first. He likes to see what guys he has here first and likes to give those guys an opportunity. So I think he's been the fact that he would like to see Reeves. He liked what he did in camp, felt bad about having to cut him and thinks, well, here's an opportunity. Let's see what you can do with it uh, before they would make some other kind of decision. All right, Les, we finish out the week every week with a little over-under. Are you ready to play? (laughs) Sure. What is it? All right. Let's – we put the uh, Kyle Allen at 275 receiving yards this Sunday. You think over-under Passing yards for him. Uh, Uh That defense they're playing, I would go a little under. 
Yeah, that defense uh, for the Giants is is um, a little underrated. They're better than I, I would think agree. People and that's realize. why I say that. And play, you know, again, maybe if there were more weapons here, that kind of a thing, I, I maybe I would feel differently. But I think right now that still they're trying to win games on defense and control the ball a little bit. So I don't think that they would want to be throwing it around as much. I, I just don't see the opportunity for a three hundred yard game for him right now uh, in, in this game. Uh, Antonio Gibson, let's put him at 125 total yards. Probably go a little under on that. Uh, again, it's a good defense. He still hasn't broken free yet as a runner. I mean, he had the one game last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. I, I feel like we still haven't seen the real potential of him as a runner at this point. So I'd still probably put that a little on the under. I thought it was interesting listening to him talk the other day about just some of the minutia that it requires to be a running back. I mean, I think really he only had 30 carries in college. Yeah, he was a receiver that they just kind of one day said, hey, we we got a little hole at running back. Well, let's see what he could do over here. He kind of always bounced around positions through high school and then through junior college. And at Memphis, it just was his opportunity. And and he took something with it. But, again, he had a lot of other options on that offense, so he didn't have to be featured as a running back. Um, you know, I, I think they really believe that he can be some, you know, a, a legitimate almost star at that position at this level. Uh, but he is still learning it. And even when they were doing the OTAs by Zoom this offseason before they had him into camp, he was still also in the receiver room and the running back room. And for a young player, I, I, a rookie, that, that's really hard to bounce between because uh, the demands are so different between the two. So, I, yeah, it's, it's, I think he's going to be pretty good. I just, yeah, to expect these big you know, games every week from him at this point is probably a little premature. Expecting big games out of folks. We'll need McLaurin to have a big one. Do you think he breaks the 10 reception yeah, mark this Sunday? Especially because he's going to be the first guy they look for. Uh, even if you're bringing Steve and Sims back in, and even if you feel a little bit better about you know, some of the other younger guys who are playing well, uh, it, it's still the ball's going to go to him first. Uh, and, and there is a little bit of, uh, you know, the Giants are a little bit more depleted in their secondary, uh, or at least a little more banged up. Uh, so I think, yeah, he could have a chance to get some, some balls his way. Logan Thomas has been used much more since Allen has taken over. We'll put him at 75 receiving yards on. Not quite there yet. Uh, I, yes, he has been used. He's been effective. Uh, I would probably look more for 50 from him. especially cause we're, we're still, we're under 270 for, uh, for the, for the whole game. I, you know. I don't know that anyone's just going to jump out beyond whatever McLaren might get. Uh, so I put him a little under that. We'll switch to the defense. Let's put the sack total at four. For the total defense, uh, with the elusiveness of Daniel Jones, their inability kind of to corral him, uh, I, I, would, I would say no. I would say it'd be a little less than four. And finally, we know that uh, Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. We'll set turnovers for the defense at three. I go right with three.
Score predictions, do you got one? I'll take Washington 27-24. You know, Daniel Jones has only beaten Washington and has never lost I know. to Washington. I, I've I always found that very interesting because I don't know that I could sit here and say, wow, I've been dazzled by Daniel Jones' performance against Washington. Uh, so uh, I, I do think Washington wins this game. I, I, I really think this team's starting to turn a corner a little bit and starting to feel a little bit more of its own identity and what it can be as a team. Uh, and I do think that they, they, they'll be very motivated to win this game. You're getting the Giants banged up a little bit. Uh, I, I, I don't see it as a high-scoring game. I would see it maybe as a three-point game in the, uh, in the teens, maybe a 2017 type of thing. Unless you got anything coming up for the post this weekend? No, I don't. I'll be coming off a of vacation, so uh, no. Anything big I have would be coming down the road. Oh, nice. So it's uh, it's just what I write off the game on uh, Sunday night. Sounds good, Les. Thank you so yeah, much for your time today. Yeah, Les Carpenter, everybody.